This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and As nothing else can do I love to tell the story Twill be my theme in glory To tell the old, old story Of Jesus and his love I love to tell the story golden fancies of all our golden dreams. I love to tell the story. It did so much for me. And that is just the reason I tell will be my theme in glory to 
What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to Welcome to this worship service, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service, sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Taig, as Pastor Greg Wilcox is on vacation this week. We want to thank today for, uh, give thanks today for Debbie Taig and Jim Haugerud, our musicians, 
Thanks to Steve Helling for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting, on this recording, putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at WPCARadio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparishparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Tom and Lori Overby. We want to thank Tom and Lori and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together today. As you participate in our worship today, you may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen as I read the confession of sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and repent humbly. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things that we have failed to do. Turn us again to you. Uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Hear then God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin, and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Please listen again as Jim and Debbie sing our gathering songs. Upon a cruel tree at Calvary 
My blessed Savior cried Forgive them for they know not what they do Oh sinner friend for you he died His hands are gently knocking on your door He's pleading to come in His heart is breaking as he waits for you To wash you free from every sin Those cruel thorns that pierced my sin The blood was flowing down his face In shame forsaken there he hung and died Oh sinner friend, he took your place His hands are gently knocking Outside, he's pleading to come in. His heart is breaking as he waits for you to wash you free from every sin. Someday. We'll fly to heaven's golden shore A crown of life he gives on that glad day With him we'll live forevermore His hands are gently knocking on He's pleading to come in His heart is breaking as he waits For you to wash you free from every sin Yes, his heart is breaking as he Oh, uh-huh.
Thank you, Debbie and Jim, for these lovely songs. You picked out three of my favorite hymns. That, that's fun. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as I pray the prayer of the day. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And as we look at all that you have made for us, it is with joy. With the changing of seasons, we pray that again, we be ready to always look for something new from you. And as we look at our own lives, we think of coming into this world with nothing and that we will leave with nothing other than your faithfulness, your promise of grace, and your promise of life eternal. Grant us peace. In your name we pray, amen. I'd like to introduce bring up uh, Steve Helling to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us this morning. The first reading is from the book of Daniel, chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. At that time, Michael, the great prince who protects your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress, such as not happened from the beginning of nations until then. But at that time, your people, everyone whose name is found written in the book, will be delivered. Multitudes who sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, some to everlasting life, others to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Here ends the first reading. This week's psalm is Psalm 16. Keep me safe, O God, for in you I take refuge. I said to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. As for the saints who are in the land, they are the glorious ones in whom all is my delight. The sorrows of those will increase who run after other gods. I will not pour out their libations of blood or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made, you have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Here ends the psalm. The second reading is from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 11 through 14 and 19 through 25. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away your sins. 
But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool, because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is, his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Here ends the second reading. Hello, young neighbors. I hope you're doing well. Are you still getting outside to play while the warmer weather sticks around? The sky is a deep blue. The wind has a chill in it, and the leaves are still there to jump in. So today we're going to talk about living with God and Jesus as our guide and what it is like for those that don't have their help. I want you to close your eyes and picture this. Pretend your family is going on a trip, a vacation. You pack the car with suitcases, toys, and other things you may need while you are gone. You get in the car and start driving. And after a while, somebody asks, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Unfortunately, there is no map to tell you where you were going and you really don't have a specific place to go. But we're still driving. So a little later on, you ask again, where are we going? Are we there yet? The driver says, I don't know, but we're going somewhere. Now, how does this sound to you? Silly? Crazy? What's going on? Why do we get in the car if we don't know where we're going? Now let's look at the same situation with a big difference. Everyone is excited again to get in the car for our vacation. We have carefully packed our bags and the things we need. The driver uses a map, or Google Maps, and knows exactly where we are going. Now which example would you like best? The first one, with no idea where you're going? Or the second one, where you know exactly where you're going? This is what it is like to live a life without God and Jesus. So God and Jesus are our guide, and the Bible is the map to understand instructions from them to live a good life. Now, just because we have faith in them doesn't mean that we won't have trouble sometimes. Let's go back to our vacation. We might have car trouble, detours, bad weather, but in the end, we still get to our final destination, heaven. Now, Jesus died for our sins, so we are perfect in God's eyes, and we'll go to heaven. Knowing that God and Jesus are always with us, no matter what, as long as we have faith in them to lead us. This gives us peace when we feel things are not going well. Now, those that don't believe go through life with no map. They have no directions to where they are going, so they don't know when they get to where they're going this can be very frustrating for them. Would you like that? I didn't think so. Belief in God and Jesus 
gives us joy and confidence to know that we are loved no matter what. And even when life is tough, they are still there to help us. Now here's a fun Bible verse. I want you to think about this. Those who are wise, I'm adding this, have faith, will shine like the brightness of the heavens. And those that lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. When's the last time you looked up at night at the sky? Isn't it beautiful? Wouldn't you like to shine like a star forever and ever? It's up to us to share the map with others that are lost so they can find joy and peace like we have found with God and Jesus. Let's bow our heads and fold our hands for a prayer. God and Jesus, thank you for loving us no matter what and giving us a map to live our lives. Help us to understand your instructions to live a joyful life. And give us the courage to share our faith with your map, with those who are lost. In your name we pray, amen. Have a wonderful week. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered by his grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus calls his children dear, come to me and never fear, for I love the little children of the world. I will take you by the hand, lead you to the better land. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered by His grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus is the shepherd true, and He'll always stand by you. For He loves the little children of the world. He's the Savior great and strong, and He'll shield you from the wrong. He loves the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered by His grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I am coming, Lord, to thee, and your soldier I will be. For you love the little children of the world. And your cross I'll always bear, and for you I'll do and share. For you love the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered in His grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. The gospel lesson for today is from Mark, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 8. And as he came out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Look, teacher, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him,
Do you see these great buildings? There will not be left one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And as he sat on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, and John, and Andrew asked him privately, tell us, when will this be, and what will be the sign when these things are all to be accomplished? And Jesus began to say to them, take heed that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not, take, do not be alarmed. This must take place, but the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. There will be famines. This is but the beginning of the birth pangs. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, Ufta, as this old Norwegian would say, as I read this passage the first time, I got kind of nervous knowing I was going to have to preach on it. I've heard so many sermons on the end times, and some of them have not been helpful or pleasant to hear. I can remember counselors at camp where I worked that uh, would get all excited about the end times and be talking to kids, and uh, afterwards I'd, I'd talk to them, and I said, you've got to remember a lot of the things you're talking about are scary for people to hear, and especially for young people. I can just imagine some kid at the night after they've listened to you talk, staring up at the ceiling or at the bunk bed on top of them, worrying about the end times. And that isn't what God is trying to say to us. The title of my sermon today is really Something's Brewing. And it's to help us to understand that Jesus, as a prophet, doesn't know when the time is going to be. Only God knows. But he's letting his disciples know that something's going on. It's not going to be the same as it was. Something's happening. Something's brewing. In the difficult times, we need, we've got to be careful that we don't overlook that. But we also need to understand how we respond as people of faith and hope is what we need to do. There's the familiar story of uh, where we hear about a young person or someone who is torn apart by what's going on around them and they come to their folks and, and particularly the mother and is complaining and struggling with what's happening. And the mother without saying a word goes to the oven and puts on three pots of water. In the one pot of water, and turns on the, the heat obviously, in the one pot she puts carrots in, and the other she puts eggs, and in the last one, coffee beans. And then for 20 minutes they sit there and nothing is said. And finally the teenager says, what are, what's going on? And so the mother got up and now she took the things off the oven or stove, placed the carrots, the eggs, and coffee she poured in a cup and put it before her and said, feel the carrots now. And as he felt the carrots, they now were soft and, and weak. And then she said, what happened here? She handed him one of the carrots that was beat, hadn't been in the water. He said, well, the water, the boiling water changed it. Okay. And then she said, well, take this egg. Crack it open. And he does, and there's 
hard boiled egg. And she said, what would happen as you look at this other egg that wasn't put in the water? I said, well, that egg is fragile and would, would make a mess if we put it down. She said, yes. What changed it? The boiling water. And then she handed him the cup of coffee. And there, the teenager kind of smiled as she took a sip of the coffee. And she said, what changed? And he said, the water changed the boiling water. The coffee beans were still there, but they had flavored this, the water. What the mom was trying to say, we all are gonna face difficult times. We all are dealing with issues in our life, but how we respond to those and what kind of people we are, whether we're people who are gonna become weak and, and collapse under tribulation or hurts or struggles, or whether we're going to become hard and bitter like the egg, or whether we'll have something brewing in our lives that will change what's on or going on around us. So as we hear these texts from Daniel and Hebrews and now Mark, and as you go on to the rest of Mark, we need to understand Jesus is preparing his disciples to face what is ahead. Presently, as a prophet would, where he speaks to the situation, he's talking about Jerusalem, in which in the next uh, in the generation there, all the temple was destroyed, and everyone was spread out of the Jewish faith, and they no longer had that central building, that marvelous building. It was gone. Things changed. What was kind of neat about this text, though, as I read it, there was just two words at the end, that all of a sudden struck me that gave me hope. He said, this is but the beginning of the birth pangs. Birth pangs. I was thinking about that. Thinking about how I watched when I was a young person on the farm, an old sow giving birth to pigs, and I didn't always understand the kind of pain that it went through, but. I know it wasn't comfortable. And then all of a sudden the next day when I went down to the barn and there was that sow with those little pigs sucking on her, it was worth a million bucks. It was just such a place of contentment. Something new had happened. I raised a few sheep and the same thing when I watched lambs being born. It's not always the most pleasant thing to see, but I tell you there's nothing more exciting than a few weeks after those lambs are are jumping around on all fours in the spring, something new has happened and there's true joy. And I suppose if I went to how my wife gave birth to four sons and I was there for all four births, there were times, and I, I can't say I suffered with her, but I know that was not an easy thing. But all oh, the joy of watching them grow. Jesus was telling the disciples, Jerusalem and these buildings are going to change. There are future ramifications. There's going to be a grim picture that is there. But we look at suffering and forget about what is going on that will go on. We get overwhelmed and spend all our time talking about the birth pangs and not about the birth. Yeah, Jerusalem's temple was destroyed. 
but it also meant Christ's followers during that time and didn't always come back to Jerusalem. They had to find other places to worship. The temple was not the center anymore. The end times we talk about. We talk about the rumors of war and famines, and we see all those things happening in our day, and they've seen it over the centuries. At different times, people have proclaimed the end is near. All that we need to understand is that something's brewing, that God is at work. And even though there are things that we are concerned about and struggling with, God still is moving. I mean, just take Jesus. We'd look at Lent and we see and kind of prepare ourselves for Good Friday and we, we don't celebrate Good Friday, but we observe it. And it's one of those things that if, that we understand that Jesus died for our sins. But if we only stop at the cross, and that's the end of the story, it's not a complete story. Because Easter is a coming. A couple days later, Jesus rose again from the dead. New life, new hope, everything came into focus. The disciples now who had been running and hiding would soon become bold and would face whatever came their way. Something was brewing when Easter happened. God was at work. In our lives, we look at things and we see in our past things that happened that hurt us, but present tense, we're looking and we might be saying, I've got cancer. What does that mean? Might have a broken relationship. Will that get fixed? Might be dealing with economy or the funding of our own personal lives and not knowing what to do or are we going to make it or not. We see all these things that we might be about and what's going on in our politics and in our world and our lives and we can become discouraged and we can only look at those things. But as people of faith, we need to remember that something is brewing. God is at work. Easter is a coming, not only for Jesus, but for us. We are people who live in hope. We are not a people who live in fear. God's message was for us. Jesus' message to disciples. Look at all these things. They are going to happen. But this is the beginning of birth pain. Something new is coming. Something new that will change you and me. So, as you live today with the new mercies and grace that God has given you, may you always remember, and as you go through this day, something's brewing. God is at work in you, for you, and for the world. Wake up, smell the coffee. Amen. This world is not my home I'm just a passing through My treasures are laid up Somewhere beyond the blue The angels beckon me From heaven's open door And I can feel 
We continue as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate and was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. to your children praying Lord send your spirit in this place 
proclaimed by Christ and filled with God's grace and hope, let us offer our prayers for the world, the church, and for all people according to their needs. Let us pray that the church would value the gifts of word and sacrament and that we would yearn for the fulfillment of God's promises to us when Christ comes again. God of love, hear our prayer. Let us pray for all people of the world who struggle daily, that those who rule the nations might extend charity and justice for all. God of love, hear our prayer. Let us pray for all who are near death and all who are sick. Especially, we remember John Allen, Tammy and Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Rick Elmer, Randy Goglin, Andy Elmer, Del Clausen, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Tim, Tim Elmer, children and adults who are sick with COVID and the caretakers who take care of them, that by God's healing presence, a sense of peace and wholeness would prevail. God of love, hear our prayer. Claimed by Christ, let us give thanks for all who have died in faith and for whom we mourn, and pray that we might awaken with them to that glorious day that has no end. God of love, hear our prayer. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy and immortal, hear these petitions of your faithful people as we present them before you. And by your grace, grant us those things you see that we need for the sake of our sovereign Redeemer, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love. We continue our worship now with the passing of the peace, our sharing of the peace. So now may the peace of Christ be with you always. And if you're by yourself, you can use the Trinity formula for a blessing and say, I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Or if you're with someone else, you can bless each other by saying, be blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. We'll all continue with the offering song. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring Glory in the highest I will shout and sing Standing on the promises of God Standing 
standing on the promises of God my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I cannot fall. Listening every moment to the Spirit's call. Resting in my Savior as my all in all. Standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing. Standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing. I'm standing on the promises of Continue with the offering prayer. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love. Through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now may we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Now may you receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And keep remembering, as you go in peace, you serve the Lord. Something's brewing. Thanks be to God. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. In the sweet by and by, we shall meet on that beautiful shore. There's a Faith, we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there. In the sweet by and by, we shall. Will take care.
thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. Our pastor today is the Reverend Greg Wilcox. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. All you may need.